You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Hi, my name's Jill Rowe and I am speaking to you as part of the Lessons from Lockdown series for Oasis Church Bath. By nature, I'm a bit of an observer. I love to watch and see what patterns emerge. I love to see what are the changes that are taking place. I love people watching and you can probably imagine that these last 10, 12 weeks have been a very rich time for someone like me. The other thing that I also know about myself is this, that learning, learning comes through disruption. And I think it would be safe to say that for all of us, uh, these last 10, 12 weeks have been a massive, massive disruption. There are Our way of doing life has completely changed. The things, the freedom that we've had to do, the things that we enjoy uh, has been taken away from us. Um, Our our lives have felt, I guess, in some way reduced. But I hope that the things that I'm going to share with you will shed a little bit of light on that, that maybe, just maybe might bring a slightly different perspective. Just to kick off, though, I guess just to reference some of this, I realise that uh, disruption is an uncomfortable thing. Um, But it is, as I've already said, it's the place where we where we discover the most. And often it's the place where we realise the most about how we want to do life and how we want life to be. For me personally, I think the sharpest moment of coming to this understanding was 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 25 roughly 25 years ago when I lost my mum uh, to cancer and I often say to people that it was out of that experience that I suddenly realized how significant every moment is to us and how important it is to be fully present with the person that you are now with and how this moment, this very moment is the richest moment and the only certainty of life that we can ever have. So we need to do this moment in life as well as we possibly can. And if you had said to me all those years ago that I would have learned more about how to do life as a result of losing someone that I loved the most, I'd have questioned your sanity. But that's what I've come to realise. So for me, this lockdown has been a time of great revealing. Lockdown, a time of great revealing. I guess the first thing is... That the biggest thing I've uh, revealed to myself is the significance and importance of self-awareness. Way back at the start of, uh, near the start of lockdown, I, I think I got the virus and 
um, it was a very unsettling time. It was a time where I felt vulnerable and I didn't feel full of courage and I didn't feel uh, certain about what was ahead. Um, and I realised that the most uh, important thing was for me to to acknowledge that that was how I was feeling and not to deny it, to acknowledge how I was feeling and not to deny it. And I think that's true for all of us, that now is a time for us to acknowledge how we actually feel and how we actually are doing and to recognise how we are actually behaving. There's something powerful about just saying, actually, today is a difficult day or today I feel weak or today I do feel full of hope or today I feel unsure. There's something powerful about being honest with ourselves, being self-aware enough to go, this is how I am. Because the minute that we acknowledge how we are, the minute we're able to say, actually, I don't feel great. And actually, this does feel overwhelming. And actually, I don't know what the next thing is for me to do. Actually, as soon as we say those things, it gives us the capacity, the headspace to actually think about what the next thing is, the next one thing we could do to manage, to cope, to make sense of what is happening. Brené Brown, in her podcast series that she uh, does, in one of the episodes, she talks about how different people respond to uh, things like trauma and things like unexpected events that happen in our lives. And she says that what happens with some people is that they completely over-function. You know, they, they, they take everything on, they do the to-do list to the nth degree. And in fact, instead of delegating, they take responsibility back off of other people. They become over-functioners. It's, it's as if it's, it's a way of coping, obviously. It's a way of managing something that they can't control. The unexpected is what they can't control. So they will control uh, how they will um, respond and the work they will do around it. And so what happens is people overfunction, And then there are others of us who underfunction, where we listen so much to the internal um, uh, feelings that we have about what's happening that we almost become uh, paralysed to doing anything. In fact, what then happens is we actually almost become part of the problem and we become another thing that needs fixing, another thing repairing. So over-functioning, we are, we are focused on doing the things that are external to us and we become preoccupied with the externals and ignore the internal feelings we have. And under-functioning is we, when we over-listen to what is happening inside of us and we don't do what uh, needs to be done externally. They're all different ways of coping. I can't remember who the book is by, but there's just this phrase that I, I, come, uh, have, I have sometimes going around in my head, which is this, listen to your life. <laughs> 
listen to your life. My first thing, my first part of these lessons from lockdown is that. Listen to your life. Understand the significance of self-awareness. If you're too busy, you don't have space to be compassionate to others or to yourself. If you're too reflective, you don't have space to show compassion to others. Listen to your life. The second lesson I think that I have learned through lockdown, the second revealing, is that sometimes it's really important for your self-care to say no. Early on, I uh, I noticed that there was this real high energy uh, desire for connecting on Zoom and evening drinks and meals and bingo and let's do this and let's do that and everything happening on Zoom and then people asking you to do a, a gazillion things. And I found myself sitting on my sofa and just trying to process all the demands, all the requests, all the everything and realising two things. Firstly, life before lockdown didn't contain this much social. And the second thing was, Jill, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. So my second great revealing is this. It's okay for us to say no sometimes. It's okay for us to just acknowledge that we need to put a pause in for our own sanity, for our own sake. Maybe sometimes our no is about socialising with others. Maybe our no is saying, I, I, I can't manage that. Or maybe our no is saying, you know, I can't do that because I need to take care of myself right now. There's always a time to say yes. And sometimes there are times when we need to say no. The third massive, big, huge revelation revealing for me during this lockdown once in a lifetime, dear God, let it be so, has been the realisation that what every one of us is experiencing actually is trauma. Normally with trauma, you have a sense of a beginning and an end and trauma takes place within a shorter framework of time and you, you know, you know and you feel where things started and you have a strong sense of where things are going to end. But right now, with COVID-19, that isn't our experience. We don't know how it arrived. We don't know if we're going to catch it. It's an invisible virus. And we don't know when life will return to a new normal. It's never going to be the same again. And what's actually happened for all of us is that during this time, we have all experienced huge losses. 
for some of us, our losses have been of loved ones. For some of us, we have experienced the uh, just the great, huge sadness of not being able to say goodbye to the ones that we love. For others of us, it's been the restrictions on our movement and the restrictions on how we can spend our leisure time and can we go shopping and um, can we see our friends and not being uh, even things like not being able to hug those that we love or uh, not being able to finish our school year or maybe some of us have lost jobs or maybe some of us financially are, are really in huge loss but we've all experienced loss and loss is a trauma and trauma create stress in our bodies which is why so many of us have talked about overeating or undereating or being super tired and not having any energy and aches and pains and headaches and migraines and feeling agitated and unsettled and all of these things all of these things are perfectly normal responses they are perfectly normal body responses to the experience of loss. Loss is a trauma and trauma creates stress that we carry in our bodies. There is an impact on our bodies. I don't many don't know how many of you have had that experience of um, what I call brain fog, where you've literally like gone into the kitchen and you can't remember why. <laughs> It's because our brains are not functioning in the way they normally do, just as a result of stress and trauma. Um, And the fact that we have aches and pains is to do with the trauma we're experiencing. Grief, some of, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure many people know this. Grief comes in a whole load of different faces doesn't it you know sometimes it's denial and then other times we feel angry and then there's great sadness and then we 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 bar- try and bargain our way oh when we get out of this I'm going to do this and I'm going to serve the poor and I'm going to this and that and then there's that acceptance moment where we realize that a different different future is now possible the third great revelation the third great revealing for me in this lockdown has been that grief and loss is what we are all going through and that our bodies respond to that. There is an impact on who we are. But just giving it that framework, oh, that's why I feel like that. That's why I feel that way today is so releasing and so freeing. Let me explain Why? Because I think that what we need to do to help ourselves through this, and I guess this is my fourth revealing, is the need for us to find solid ground. You know, when you're you're trying to learn to swim and you're trying to find the bottom of the pool and you can't find it and you're you're panicking and you're like trying to reach for the edge and you still like trying to get your feet on the bottom of the pool because you you know, you just know that if you can find solid ground, then all of this chaos, all of this unknown, all of this trauma, all of this loss, if you can just find the solid ground, then you can launch yourself, you can do the next 
one thing that you need to do. And I would say that that's my fourth revealing, that there is a need for us to find solid ground. And how do we do that? There's this word, this Hebrew word, tazel, which means shade. Shade it appears lots of times in the Old Testament. Talk about finding, hiding under the shadow of your wing. It's a very Middle Eastern, Mediterranean concept of finding heat, finding the heat so overwhelming that what you seek is the shade from the noonday sun. And I realise that what I needed to do, and I pray that it's what we all understand, is that this is like the noonday sun. This pandemic experience is the noonday sun. And so we need to find Tazel, we need to find shade. And there we need to breathe. Breathe differently, breathe slowly, breathe deeply. Breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in and breathe out. There's this incredible verse in Psalm 46, which just says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes that has been translated or understood by some people as let go of your grip and trust in me, your great high king. Let go of your grip. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. And the fifth thing is this. The fifth revelation, the fifth revealing is that less really is more, isn't it? Less really is more. We don't need the pace that we've maybe live, been living at. We don't need all the things that we've maybe tried to get hold of or own or possess or dreamt of having. We just don't need it. All less really is more in this moment, this moment, seeing and tasting that it is good this is everything that there is. And finally, finally, the sixth revealing for me has been that we are all called to be elders of hope. This word elder sounds like, you know, older people, but it's really a reference to those who are wise. They may be old, but they may not be. But an elder is someone who has been through something before you have and has taken the time to learn the lessons and so has some wisdom and some guidance to bring. We are invited, I think, to be elders of hope at this time, to take the time to ask ourselves, what are we learning? What am I learning? To go deeper, perhaps, than just skimming the surface to lean into our self-awareness, to listen to our lives, to understand what it is to say no to some things and yes to others, to recognise our own experience of grief and loss, and this as a trauma, 
to be the people who are able to find shade and to breathe and to be still and to know that less really is more. And elders of hope carry all of that and bring it together in story that others can hear and listen to and be inspired by and know that we will get to the other side, leading and helping others to see that out of this chaos and out of this uncertainty, out of chaos and uncertainty, both of which are spaces, the spaces where new things become possible. It's the divine pattern in the creation poem. Chaos and a void, and then there's light and space and land. Elders of hope are people who see what is possible in the future and create that future right from the present. A friend of mine called Rob, um, when I wasn't feeling so well, uh, phoned me up and he said, we need Jill Rowe to help us on the other side of this. And I realised that it was a nudge to say, you need to be an elder. We all need to be elders for the other side of this. Creating and shaping the future and building communities where there is justice and equality, where there is hope where there is joy, where there is laughter, where there is wellness for all people and where those who have been marginalised and those who have been rejected and those who have been disempowered are raised up.